Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Awesome. How's it, everyone? Good morning. Good morning. You guys, first service was pretty powerful. So he just goes from glory to glory. So we're going to expect for more fire this morning. Are you guys ready? Come on. Well, if I haven't met you yet over these last three days or a week, a week of fire, my name is Andrew Steele and uh, my wife, Kirsten Steele. We have the absolute honor and privilege, our dream job of working as the missions directors for uh, Light a Candle, which is the missions arm, the missions expression of Let Us Worship. And uh, our motto is it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. And, uh, and that's what we did last night on the field. There's so much darkness we could focus on, but that's not what Breakthrough Life Church does. We don't focus on the darkness. We don't focus on what the enemy's doing, but we boldly bring the light of Jesus. And so last night, the light of Jesus shone brightly. Videos are going viral. Jesus' name is being made famous for what he did last night. And uh, who all was there last night? Come on, look at that. You can just feel the, the electricity, you can feel the expectation, the hunger in the room. And uh, we're so excited to be back here in South Africa. I'm so excited to be back here. Uh, you know, Daryl was saying, you know, for us, it's our third time coming here, but it's actually really easy to come here for us uh, because it feels like family. And uh, before we, we dive into anything, I just wanted to honor uh, Pastor Daryl and John and Lisa and, um, and honestly, all of you and the community, the Breakthrough Life Community Church. Uh, um, you guys are amazing. And, and our team has felt so loved and cared for all this week. I know for, for us, we um, light a candles based in Redding, California. Our home church is Bethel Church, which is, you know, I know you guys all love Bethel. It's, it's part, of, part of our DNA. And uh, as much as we are thankful for, for that house, uh, what you guys have here is truly something special. And, and I just want to honor Pastor John and Lisa for what they've cultivated as, as truly apostolic leaders of revival, that it's not just shaking the ground here in South Africa, but it's actually being felt throughout the nations. And, uh, and we just honor that. We, we uh, get to come here and we get to pour out. Our team gets to serve. We get to see what God's doing. And we just get to add fire to what God's already, the story that God's already writing here. And, and every time our team actually receives so much. And so every time I get to bring a team back here, I just get excited because I know they're actually going to get an impartation from what South Africa carries and from what Breakthrough Life Church carries. So I just want to thank you. Thank you for, for being bold this week. Thank you for jumping in with us. And I'm excited for what God wants to do this morning. Um, let's just make it all about Jesus. Does that sound good? We'll just make it about Jesus this morning. That's what's been happening all week. Whether you were a part of the school of worship or last night on the field, there's been this theme of, of, of encounter, of, of yes, the school of worship was amazing. We had amazing musicians from all over the nation coming in and, and we love to get excellent at our craft. We love uh, the, the beauty of, of, of learning musicianship and, and, and getting great at that point. But what it all comes down to and then the theme that kept hitting in all the main sessions and even, even as we went was we must become an encounter to South Africa. We must make Jesus our audience of one. He must be our one thing. And it's from that place of being people of his presence, which this house carries so well, that, that this, what we're going to be speaking about this morning, where it flows and it overflows so easily. 
And so this morning, we're going to talk about the now what. Last night was amazing, but this morning, we're going to talk about the now what, what it looks like to become a dangerous Christian. Are you guys ready to, to, to get the fire? Are you ready to see what, what we do next, what the response looks like as dangerous Christians, the signs that follow from last night? And so before we jump into it, I can just feel, uh, you know, I, I just feel the hunger. In first service, we could just feel the electricity in the room. People were touched. We actually had uh, a couple people that were healed up here in the front. So get ready, get expecting. We're going to end with just a, a glory party and, 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 and a fire and impartation for fresh fire this morning. But um, I just wanted to play, actually, Grant, uh, Grant teed me up perfectly. I just wanted to play a, a quick video that talks exactly about what Grant felt God's doing here in this church. So you can go ahead and play uh, video one. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Yet as another day passes with over three billion people who've never heard the gospel, Jesus is calling us to boldly shine, to run to the corners of the earth where no one's gone before. Now is the time to give sight to the blind, set the captives free, and bring the good news to the most forgotten and unreached. We are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we carry the light that pierces the darkness. So how will you respond? What is holding you back? We all have our reasons. It could be fear, our own comforts, or maybe you don't feel qualified. But Paul writes in Romans, this is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Salvation is now, and time is running out. So wake up, step past your limitations, silence all fear, and respond to his final mission. Will you go? Come on, Jesus. You guys ready? John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so we get to be that bold bride of Christ that believes the word of God, and we are actually going to unapologetically shine brightly in the darkest spaces, not just in the nations, but here in Joburg, here in your workplaces, here in your families here in your schools, for the youth in here, we get to bring the glorious light of Jesus to the darkest places. And so this morning as I was praying, I just felt, I felt that in this service specifically, that Jesus wanted to mark hearts significantly. That he wanted to, uh, I saw him breaking off limits, like limited thinking. I, I saw him re removing limits. I saw him uh, setting a hunger and expectation. I just saw people being unlocked. Um, I, I saw unlocks being unlocked in the room today, um, and I feel like fear is going to go this morning, that there's going to be limits released and fear is leaving the room, any remnant of fear. And as we share these testimonies, uh, I feel like there's going to be a fresh fire that's going to be deposited this morning so that everywhere we go outside of these walls of the church, revival is going to break out at a higher level. You guys ready for that? Come on. So let's just go ahead and pray. Just open your hands up. Holy Spirit, we thank you. You're already here. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We acknowledge you. We give you all our attention. 
And God, I pray that you would have your way this morning intentionally with every person, every heart in the room, wherever they're at. You're so kind to guide us and lead us. And this morning, Father, I pray for a fresh fire to be released. I pray, Lord, for an impartation of what it looks like to be a dangerous Christian, a believer who actually believes the things you're saying. And God, I thank you that the best days are ahead of Breakthrough Life Church. I thank you that the best days are ahead of Joe Bergen. So today we celebrate you and we thank you with hunger and expectation. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. Well, this morning we're going to share, I'm going to have some of my team come up. We're going to share um, here in a minute some, some testimonies um, and celebrate what God's doing. And I felt, as I said, I felt led to share what it looks like, the now what, of what it looks like to be a dangerous Christian. You see, last night was amazing. Wasn't it incredible? We were all out there. We saw an historic, it was an incredible, it wasn't just incredible, it was a historic night. And I believe last night was, was actually in a fulfillment of prayers, of prophetic promises that the Lord has given. Generations of believers here in South Africa have been contending for last night. I believe uh, there's, there's father, the heart cry of fathers and mothers decades before us. We're believing for a night like last night. We saw churches coming together that have, haven't worked together before. We've seen movements coming together together that are believing for a unified move of God. And so last night was historic, wasn't it? But that's not the end. And that's not the destination. And we have not arrived yet. And so what I want to challenge you with this morning is that actually last night is now your new normal. That, that breakthrough life last night is now the new normal of Breakthrough Life Church. And this word that Grant is feeling, this waking up, it's time to wake up to a new level. I, I feel like this is now the new standard, the new normal for Breakthrough Life Church. And what this house carries, what, what this house has cultivated, each one of you in this room, because of the house that you're under, are actually apostolic leaders in your spheres of influence. You're apostolic leaders in your places of work in your families, and, and what the Lord wants to deposit this morning is that stepping into the new, that song that, that, that we were singing this morning. And so people getting out of wheelchairs like we saw last night, that's our new normal. These testimonies you're gonna hear, yeah, come on, come on. That's our new normal. <laughs> Heroin and drugs being thrown on a stage during worship, that's our new normal. The post-COVID church outside of the walls and revival in Woolworths, that's our new normal. And I know that's already what this place carries. I know there's outreach that happens, but God is inviting us into the more. And he's removing the barriers and he's saying, there's no going back. It's time to step into more. And so I want to ask, I want to ask the team to come on up. Uh, the th uh, yeah, we can, all, all of you guys can come on up. We have part of our team here, as, as, as Daryl was saying, some of our team is actually driving down to Durban. We're going to be down there tonight. We're flying out straight after this service. Um, you guys can come across. And, uh, and then some of our team is up with Sean and Pretoria. But I just wanted these guys to, uh, to just to grab the heart. We've seen too much. We saw too much last night. We've seen too much all this week. Uh, part of the school of worship was we took teams. Many of you that are in the room, I see your faces, went out with us, and we took this encounter, this worship, and it all has to be unto something. It has to be unto a commissioning. 
When we encounter, we're actually, when we encounter the king, he's actually commissioning us unto something, and our encounters must lead to a commissioning. And so we took this intimacy, this bold worship, and we took it to the streets. Uh, we took it to Spar Market. We took it uh, to Retail Crossing, and we saw God move. And so throughout this week, we've seen too much to go back. Last night, we've seen too much to go back. And I'm just reminded of Acts 4.20. Acts 4.20 says, for we cannot stop talking about all we have seen and heard. They're being challenged. They're saying, hey, guys, you know, the early believers, there's this move of God. It's a little controversial. You know, the Pharisees, the religious leaders aren't liking it. It's making them feel uncomfortable. And they're saying, hey, that's great. We actually can't, you know, throw you in jail yet. But if you guys can just, you know, stop talking about that guy, Jesus, that'd be great. We'll call good. And you guys can. And they said, no, actually, that's the one thing we can't stop talking about. We've seen far too much, we've heard far too much, and we're not going to stop talking about it. And, and I believe that's that hunger, that urgency that the Lord is imparting this morning as these videos start to go viral, as testimonies start to leak out of what God did last night. The church of Joburg is not going to be able to stop talking about it. And Jesus is going to be made famous. And so I want to go ahead and have Morgan start out. We had many people. Uh, Morgan's going to share an amazing testimony of, of what it looks like. And I feel like fear is going to break off. I'm just going to go ahead and let her share. Can everyone say, what's up, Morgan? Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, so we actually had this incredible opportunity to do just that, to partner with the spirit of God over the spirit of fear uh, just on Thursday. So um, I had the opportunity to hop in a car with a few local girls. So it was just a little girl gang hopping in a teeny little car, and we went five minutes down the road just to the Woolsworth. Um, and we hardly made it into the Woolsworth before we had an opportunity. Um, and there's this group of young people in the parking lot, and I was like, okay, there's a five of us, five of them. This is perfect. So we went right up to them, and in the group I had taken, there was actually a girl who had never evangelized before. One had never done it in like her whole life. One hadn't done it in years and one had never seen a miracle before. So we hop into this parking lot. We approach this uh, group of young people, total boldness to just start and initiate that conversation. And one of the girls who had never shared the gospel goes right in and gives this word of encouragement that completely opens up one of those girls' heart. And she starts weeping and crying and I get to engage with her heart. And she's telling me that she um, is an orphan and she had not been to church since her parents died 10 years ago. And she just starts pouring out her life and her need for Jesus. And we, I was able to sit with her for 45 minutes as she is just so overcome with the love of God. And she gives her life to God in full confession, full acknowledgement, and full touch as she's weeping. So it was amazing. But as I'm talking with her, the girl behind me who had never seen a miracle before kind of fades off and finds someone and has this radical moment of boldness where uh, she prays for his eye. He was blind in one eye and his eye gets opened up and he starts weeping and crying because he had just gotten healed. And as she's doing that, another girl, well, she's standing right there. This man sees what happened happens and he comes over absolutely weeping and said, I need whatever this Jesus is. I want to invite him into my life. So just in those 30 minutes, we saw the heart of God just move in this parking lot. And uh, part of just the grip of fear, the lie is that it has this huge grip and it's this huge mountain to overcome when in reality, Jesus's heart is so present with people. And if we just step into that place where we agree with it, we can see him do the most incredible stuff. So yeah. Isn't that good? Revival at Woolworths. Let's go. Oh, I love that testimony. And, and what I want Morgan to pray for and what a gift on her life is activating people and, and telling fear to go. 
And, and many times, and we got real practical this week in this worship evangelism breakout. We, we talked about even as worship leaders, we dis- demystified this whole idea of being, you know, I'm only an evangelist or I'm not an evangelist. I'm more of an introvert. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm, that's not really my style. And we, and we just cut that lie. And we said, no, everyone is actually qualified to, to, to overflow this love of Jesus wherever you go. And everyone is actually a carrier, a, a habitation of the Lord. And wherever you go, our goal is just to be people of his presence, to fall more in love with him so that everywhere we go, he leaks out. And so Morgan got to take out these three, even from this house, and, and as she said, a few of them, many people that, that stepped out in faith to join the, the worship evangelism track said, hey, I was, this is actually really uncomfortable for me. I've never done this before. I've never really shared the gospel. I know all this stuff. I, I love to see God move. I love to pray for people, but to actually do it out, out here on the streets is actually a stretch for me. And, and what I love what Morgan shared is, is, is a couple of these people had never done it before. And not only did they step out, their little act of faith, but God answered. He moved in miracles. A blind eye was opened, and someone came to Jesus. And so as, as Morgan prays, I want anyone that feels that, that feels that fear has held them back in any area, whether it's with family members, whether there's that, that, that cousin or that relative that, that has felt like they're too far gone, or maybe you've grown weary of praying for them or whoever it may be, and you don't feel that faith to pray for them or even to reach out, or wherever fear is quieting your boldness, is quieting that roar. I want Morgan to pray right now. And so if that's you, um, let's get after it and let's see fear go. Yeah, so Holy Spirit, right now, We just align ourselves with your spirit, the spirit of power that gives us full access to the things of heaven. We just invite you in this moment to move on hearts and minds as we align ourselves to who we are in you and what you've actually trusted us to do. So we thank you, God, that you are silencing the name of fear over our lives and replacing it with the spirit of boldness that gives us full access to see kingdom come to earth. I ask right now, you start unlocking new ideas inside of the hearts and minds of all of us in this room, that you give us new perspective, new conversations to initiate, and that we would see the greater things. We just release the spirit of boldness that like silences all fear in the name of Jesus. We say it cannot remain where the spirit of God lives. We thank you for active hearts and minds that come in agreement with your heart for people and your heart for the earth. We thank you, Jesus. You are doing it in our hearts in this moment. And as we leave this room, we would have those new ideas, that new encounter, and that fresh revelation of how much authority we actually carry and how much you've trusted us in Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say freedom. Yeah. Everyone say fire. Because that's where we're going in a minute. <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit, even right now. Um, I'm going to show a video here from, from last night. Not a video from before or from years past, but from last night of, of an incredible miracle that happened last night. And many, many of you were probably there to experience it at Let Us Worship. And, and I was reminded of, of uh, in, in Acts 8, um, you, have, you have this beautiful story unfolding of, of an early church that looks just like this today. Amidst persecution, amidst opposition, amidst hardship, you have an early church that responded in joy, that responded in faith, and it said that their numbers were growing daily, and that they were increasing in joy daily amidst the opposition, amidst the persecution. And I'm reminded in Acts 8, as after their friend Stephen's been put to death, they've been threatened, they've been thrown, they've been stoned themselves, and and they come into a space where a miracle happens that just like the one we're about to watch, 
It says the crowds with one accord. So, so the city was giving attention to what was said by Philip. This is Acts 8, verse 6. As they heard and they saw the signs in which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So that there was much rejoicing in that city. Joyburg is a city that's supposed to be known by the rejoicing in that city. That verse is the inheritance of Joyburg. And last night, if you paid attention, there was a theme of outrageous, incredible joy that was happening, a joy of celebration. And to the world, as everything seems like it could be falling apart, as, as darkness, as division is, is coming, as, as the forces of evil are coming to do whatever they can to, to split apart South Africa, we are called to be the most outrageously joyful bride of Christ that this city has ever seen. And so I want to share this story, um, and I want to share this video of this woman last night. If you guys were up in the front during the altar call, uh, people were running to the front. Uh, people were getting wrecked and touched by the love of God. I was joking with Daryl uh, and John. Um, there was so much, uh, such a purity last night, if you saw. There was such a, a reconciling back to God, and there was such a moment for people to respond to the Holy Spirit that it wasn't just fresh, fresh salvation which were amazing, but it was many people getting right with the Lord up at the front. And I was laughing with John and Darrell. I was looking and I was like, guys, I think a quarter of our ministry team has just responded to the altar call. <laughs> and I looked out and there was all these people down on their hands and knees, which was so beautiful with their blue ministry team badges on. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. The, the, the no shame zone that, that people feel so free. Even our people on our ministry team were getting right with God, laying it all before him, surrendering it all. And it was in that moment, uh, as Sean was getting ready to, to, to share and move into the next session, it started getting a little rowdy up in the front right. <laughs> and we saw this beautiful woman, Alicia, who you're about to see, walking and taking her first unassisted steps right across the front. And Alicia was born paralyzed. I don't know her exact condition. We'll have to get the, the full testimony. But she was born, and since birth, she has never been able to walk unassisted without crutches or without a wheelchair. And she came last night with her mom, expecting to see healing. And uh, during the altar call, she was getting prayer from some people, even, uh, even some people in the room um, were there with her. And she took her first unassisted steps. And uh, you saw John, Sean, and I holding up her wheelchair. And so this video is actually taken after she walked across, uh, but it's her and her mom. And just watch this and feel the heart of the father um, as you watch this. When the new has come, we are free from fear. We found in love, a new creation, the children of God. For the old has gone. Bye bye. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I wish you could see the mom's face. She was just weeping. And it was so beautiful to see the heart and the, the, the heart of the father represented right there amidst, the, amidst the, the glory, amidst the revival, people throwing their drugs on stage. It's the hand of God moving across the field all last night in intentional ways. And I want uh, Mary Beth to come up and share about just this intentionality. And I felt like this morning, even as we're praying about being the dangerous church and what does it look like to, to bring this glory, to bring this kingdom everywhere we go to see heaven come to earth, as, as, as Paul and as, as we see all throughout the New Testament, if we're not doing it with love or where love is our motivation, we're just a noisy symbol. We're just a noisy gong. And so I love that video. It stirs my heart to, to be moved from compassion. I feel like this morning that the Lord was, was depositing an even greater heart for his people. And so as Mary Beth shares this testimony about the intentionality of God, of, of pressing in and going, going deeper to see people through his lens, I want you to be encouraged and even be, begin to think and, and, and envision those people in your lives um, um, that you pass on a daily basis or those family members and, and ask God for, for his heart for them. So here's Mary Beth. Yeah, so on Friday morning, we had the privilege of going out into this community, and we were able to um, hand out some food and also just pray for people. And my team and I, we prayed for this girl, and as she approached us, she was being assisted. She was so sick, like she could hardly walk, and she was just in so much pain. She had fever, and she was very sick. And so we started praying for her, and she was instantly healed. And um, after she was healed, we asked her, we're like, do you know Jesus? And she's like, yeah. And then Nick was like, but do you like experience him? Do you know, do you know Jesus in your heart? And she's like, no, she's never heard God's voice. And so we prayed and instantly she got down on her knees and she encountered and experienced the voice of God for the very, very first time. And she just, yeah, she broke out. She was just being healed from things of her past. And um, God just cares so much about coming into our hearts. He loves to heal us, but he's so intentional and so personal about coming into our hearts and not just knowing about him. It's so good. And that and that's just such a beautiful picture of us even even uh a thing that we talked about in our worship evangelism breakout was the practical, the practical of, of, of approaching and bringing this kingdom of God to, to a nation that um, Daryl and John were saying that you guys call or is known as 79 or 80 percent Christian. That people would say it's an 80% Christian nation, but all of us here know that many people, you could go up to many people and say, do you know Jesus? And many of them say, yeah, I know Jesus. But, but taking that further step and being compelled by love, being moved by his compassion for that son or daughter in front of you, and actually asking, yes, that's amazing that you know about Jesus, but do you hear his voice? Do you encounter him? Do you experience him on a daily basis? And it's that pushing forward that, that compassion step uh, to move into that place. And I feel um, that there's many people and, and there's many people in our lives and, and in our spheres of influence that are waiting to encounter this King, this Jesus. And so um, I'm going to have uh, Anne come up here and share um, even this last testimony. And then we're going to move into some, some ministry time and into impartation time here soon. Um, but all this boils down to is that we owe the world an encounter with God. 
and this encounter that, that he is bestowing upon us as we get to, to come into his presence, uh, we are being commissioned into uh, this, uh, this beautiful partnership of working with Jesus to bring this encounter to other people. And so I wanted uh, Anne to be able to share, even beautifully, to even out of a place of vulnerability, to give permission in the room, uh, this story, this testimony that she has as she's experienced coming to this nation, um, I believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to break disqualification for any of you in this room who are immediately disqualifying yourselves or, or shame or condemnation is saying, I don't have what it takes to, to do that. That's only for the bold. Um, I believe that Jesus is the one who qualifies us, and he is the one that has given us the same spirit that rose him from the dead. It's, it's living inside of us. And so uh, Anne's going to share an amazing testimony of how God has, has even broken through in her life this week. Yeah, good morning. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home, Christian family, went to church regularly, loved the Lord, um, did a little bit of time um, in the military, so many, you know, qualifications, never shared the gospel. I never saw the Lord impact anybody um, with the gospel directly, and I never had the courage to go and do that. I had the courage to go and do so many other things except share the good news, which is why I'm still alive, why we're still alive. And so, yeah, the same morning that Mary Beth was describing where we got to go out and just serve and um, give away food and pray over so many people, um, the Lord just clearly, um, he gets all the credit, all the glory, but he identified and singled out a single uh, woman um, to go and pray for. And we asked, do you know Jesus? and started to pray over her and um, led her in the gospel, explained what Jesus did on the cross, and just saw Jesus just pour over her. She started weeping. It was the most beautiful thing in the world. Um, and just kind of knowing that no other crown, no other earthly accomplishment is worth anything except for that one moment. I, like, I would throw away all of my experiences for that one moment, I feel like now my life is worth something, not to be too dramatic, but yeah, so um, I would just say, you know, if you can go to driver's ed and learn how to drive a car, and then you come out of the classroom and drive that car, you can go to church and hear the gospel and share that with the person in front of you that doesn't know Jesus. And one of the one more qualification is even if they know Jesus, we all go through hard times. God doesn't say become a believer and it won't be hard. Life won't be hard. Blessing and prayer. prayer blessings come through prayer. So even if they are a believer, I would just want to speak courage into you that even if they know the Lord, you will bless them regardless. So. So good, so good. I love that. I love seeing even, it's been on our team, we've seen breakthrough, we've seen so much, you know, through, even through this house this week, many people that, that haven't, haven't seen or, or taken the step to, to, to boldly step out to, in childlike faith, in simplicity, uh, no formula, but just getting so full of him and his goodness that, that we can't help but leak his fragrance everywhere we go. And so, isn't this exciting? <laughs> Testimony. Visual testimony, the word spreading quickly. And so I just got a question for you. How many believe that we are actually living in the greatest days of harvest in the church history? Come on, right now. 
right now, whether if you follow Joshua Project, we do, we, we love doing missions all over the world. We, we focus on going to the hardest, the most unreached places where, where we all know the Great Commission. Jesus is inviting us to go that all would hear, that all would have the opportunity. And what's amazing is you don't even have to go to the hardest, darkest nations, but right up the street, we found someone just this week who was unreached who had never heard the gospel just up the street. So those unreached people groups are actually right here in Joburg as well. And statisticians are, are finding that actually more people are coming to Jesus in this very moment in history than ever before. So whether it's the underground church in Iran or India or China or here in South Africa, as you saw last night during the altar call, more people are coming to Jesus than ever before because they're hungry for an encounter. They're hungry for the real thing. They're hungry for the Prince of Peace and this truth, and this life that is better than anything they could ever experience. And so I just want to challenge you today as we get ready to pray and as we step into this, are you ready to be a part of it? Are you ready to jump in and say it's go time? It's time to be so full of this fire and this excitement that we can't help it. And that we would be those obnoxiously hopeful, obnoxiously joyful musicianaries that Sean was talking about last night that it's so contagious and that this joy spreads just like in Acts 8. So there was much rejoicing in that city. There will be much rejoicing in this city as, as images go and are lifted up of people, of, of suicide notes being torn apart. I believe that depression is being, uh, is being broken in this city. And so we just want to celebrate that. And what I want to do is, as we go into this next time, I'll go ahead and open your Bibles to Colossians 1.27 as we close this out. Colossians 1.27, you can read or you can just receive. <sighs> Paul is talking to the church of Colossae. And he's reminding them of what's inside of them. He's reminding them of what they've received. And it's kind of like his, his like halftime, halftime charge, rugby halftime. I don't know if you have halftime in, in cricket. Yeah, rugby. Okay, awesome. So we got a halftime charge. Paul's encouraging them. He's saying, get ready. You've seen amazing stuff, but it's go time. And he says, living within you is the Christ. This is uh, the New Living Translation. If, you, um, if you're like, oh, that doesn't look like my version. Colossians 1.27, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. Everyone say glory. glory. He's flooding us with it. <laughs> this mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it. Christ is our message, and we preach to awaken hearts. Can everyone stand up? We're going to pray for a fire, a fresh fire to fall right now across this room, and a deeper revelation of this flood of glory that's about to fall. I th uh, I love what Paul says here. He says, you got to remember what's living inside you. It's a heavenly treasure chest. In a treasure chest, you don't know what you're going to get until you open it up. And there's so much. I just envision this overflowing treasure chest, deposits of testimonies, deposits of you as a bride of Christ, 
of this heavenly treasure chest, and God wants everyone to know it. And he says, the simplicity of Christ is our message, and we preach to awaken hearts. This idea of awakening, awakening. And so right now, just put your hand on someone beside you. <laughs> We're going to pray right now just for a boldness to be released. And so right now, Jesus, just begin to lift up. If you want to start speaking in tongues, if you want to start crying out to him, God, we thank you right now. We thank you for a boldness, Father. We thank you for a fresh fire to fall right now on hearts across this room. God, I thank you that you know every single person by name and where they're at across the spectrum. And God, I ask for a fresh fire and boldness. Right now, would you fill them to overflowing, God? I thank you for a childlikeness and removing, removing the barriers, Lord, that has held them back. I thank you for unlocking voices and unlocking potential in the room right now. I thank you for freedom. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, come, fall. Fill us up with a fresh boldness to carry this thing out. Father, we preach our life message would be one of awakening. God, I thank you that the best days are ahead. Father, we, we thank you that last night is now our new normal. And God, I ask you for a fresh fire right now. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us up. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, guys. Well, I'm going to have my team. We're going to have some ministry time up here up front. Um, I'm going to have my team... Uh, 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 pray out just a couple uh, words of knowledge for healing. Last night we saw, if you were there last night, we saw God do so much. And even in this, in the first service, we had a couple words of knowledge of, of actually anxiety. Um, we, someone had, we felt like someone had chronic tension in their neck and their shoulder and chronic migraines. And uh, Morgan saw someone healed right here. They came up and responded to that word of knowledge, was healed instantly. No more migraines, no more anxiety, no more tension. And her eyes. Oh, and it was connected to her eye. Amazing. So right now I'm going to have the team, if you guys can come up. We're going to uh, release a couple words of knowledge. But if you need prayer for healing, we're going to pray up here with the ministry team. Um, and we're going to have some fun. Yeah, so I feel like the Lord is healing, not a physical thing, um, but this is complacency. So if you feel lethargic in your faith, I feel like God is going to light you afire this morning. Yeah, I just feel like there's someone in here that has like severe headache and migraines, and I just really feel the Lord wants to heal that. Um, I just feel tension between the shoulder blades that's been there for a couple of years, just tension between the shoulder blades. Uh, so I felt two things. So one, when I was praying this morning, I felt like the Lord was telling me there's somebody who's partially blind. It's not fully, but there's some partial. I even felt like there's even times where you've made it kind of comfortable or just felt like he was normal. And the Lord wants to fully heal that because he is always healer. Uh, yes, I, I felt um, as I was praying, it's not a physical healing, but it's a healing in the way that you see people. And it's more of uh, now they're going to have eyes of unity that you don't uh, separate people from either a race or even from title. There's going to be a unity within the way that you see people. So good. So if any of those apply to you, come up and get prayer. Um, if there's anything else you need healing for, we'll have the uh, Breakthrough Life Ministry team up here as well. And uh, thank you guys so much. It's been an honor to be with you. And Jesus, we just give you all the glory. Amen. <laughs>